Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. This is serious business that we're talking about. Amen. This is serious, serious business. We're going to start off in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. It says this, but know this, and it's actually entitled Perilous Times and Perilous Men. Now, am I a little too loud, Aaron? Okay, turn it down a little bit then, because I mean, it's going to get loud. So be ready. Perilous Times and Perilous Men. That's more comfortable right there. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Now, for Christians, they often equate that to when they were at something-something Assembly of God back in the late 80s, of which I was, and they saw a thief in the night, and you see perilous times and perilous men, and everybody hears ominous music and starts hanging their head. This is a great time to be alive. Greatest year of my life was 2020. Lots of people were waiting for 2021 to come. And 2021's worse than 2020. There were 13 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. We're at 13 months. We're only two days short of months that they were requiring for days. The entire province of Ontario, as of today, is a police state. Why? Because of COVID. Somebody get it. Always mute. Always mute. Still on. There you go. Mute. Mute. This little button over here. Kick it. Mute. Remember, I used to point that button and remote control at my wife from the TV. <laughs> didn't go over real well. I stopped doing that. It didn't really cause us to be closer. <laughs> it was funny for me, though. I enjoyed it for about 10 years. We were married 25. <clears throat> well, that just happened. They just gave their police unfettered power. This is a democratic republic right just north of us. For those of you who haven't heard of it, it's called Canada. Their police now can stop you with, for any reason they want to check your papers, see why you're out, see where you're going. Completely locked down 13 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. The chances of dying of COVID in Canada are less than 0.1%. That's, not, that's just flat out. 0.1, you have less than a 0.1% chance of dying of COVID in the nation of Canada, and they've just done that. Oh, it's better here. No, it's not. Oregon just instituted themselves, and they have decided that their COVID laws are going to remain for forever. Permanent. Permanent masks, permanent social distancing. You don't believe me? Think it's right wing? Conspiracy, it's not. It's national news. They have made their, that's Oregon. Michigan's doing the exact same thing. I'll read you Michigan's. This is from the Washington Examiner. For those of you who love the state of Michigan and travel there, I would not go there anymore. 
Michigan's regulatory agencies, whenever you hear regulatory, it's already anti-American and demonic, plan to make COVID-19. Now, where am I getting this from? The Washington Examiner. You don't think this is mainstream news? Not that mainstream qualifies as anything else but lies for the most part, but just so you know, they're, te- they're out there right now. This is not just Alex Jones and Tom Lipley or Rodney Howard Brown or Glenn Beck. This is everybody reporting this because they don't see a problem with it. The Oregon zombies have jumped right on board. Nobody's protesting. Nobody has a problem with it. Masks, permanent. Social distancing, permanent. You should never be wearing a mask to begin with. Does nothing. You can't stop a virus with a mask. You can double it. You can triple it. You can quadruple it. You can centuple it. It doesn't stop a virus. I showed, the, I showed the graphs. I made Aaron do it machine gun style last night on the podcast. One graph after another. Every graph looks exactly like this. The virus comes up and it comes down. It doesn't matter whether you masked. It doesn't matter whether you locked down. I showed it country by country, state by state. If you want to be the tip of the spear and be as, as bad as possible, mask. If you want to be as bad as possible, lock down. 76% of all COVID cases are caught in one's own home and they send you there and close the beaches and close every avenue for fresh air that you possibly can get, including cutting yourself off from 25 to 30% of the oxygen that you need and breathing in that which you exhale. That makes a lot of sense. Sounds like people that are trying to population control to me. Michigan's regulatory agencies plan to make COVID-19, this is as of yesterday, rules such as mask wearing, social distancing, daily health screenings, record keeping, and keeping of COVID-19, safety coordinator on site for Michigan businesses. So they're going to have a government agency that has safety COVID-19 safety coordinators on site of every business. You try to put a safety coordinator in Foundation Church, it goes violent. I'm not kidding at all. If I can't throw them out myself, I've got goons in this church that will help me throw them out. I'm not kidding. There'll never be a well health safety seal. I'm not making that up. That's for real. That's a national that's a national commercial with big name celebrities pushing well health safety seals which is a globalist institution. Take you can take your safety coordinators and your well health safety seals and jam them. Real high or real deep, however you want to look at it. Safety coordinators, permanent, permanent on site in Michigan businesses. Businesses will be forced to require their customers to wear masks, whether or not they have been vaccinated against the virus. Take your vaccinations and do the same thing with your, follow the vaccination, follow that well health safety seal and their safety coordinator, follow that with the vaccine. Other proposed, well, you can take it or not, it's up to you. You're crazy, you take that freaking thing. You've lost your mind. 
People are dropping dead all over the planet from that thing, taking a vaccine for a virus with a 99.997% survival rate. Why would you do it? Other proposed permanent rules, this is Michigan, include requiring sports stadiums to establish safe exit procedures for, for patrons. What are we, two? I think I can walk out of a stadium on my own, clown show. I'm perfectly fine. With dismissing fans by section listed as possible option. The rules mirror, mirror those originally put in place by Wretched Witless, the governor, last year, Gretchen Whitmer, which were eventually struck down by the state's Supreme Court when it ruled that the 1945 law she was citing to issue the directives was being used illegally. Still doing it. You know why? She just deferred to the Department of Health. A bunch of unelected perverts telling people what it's already established in Oregon. It's being established in Michigan. All the Christians out there where I'm staying at home being a community partner, good neighbor, this is why I stay home. Keep people safe and stay well. Welcome to the world that you've created, Christians. Judgment begins with you first. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. If it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? 1 Timothy 4, 17 and 18. This is serious business. This is the world that the church has created because the church had the power and the anointing to stand up and hold all of this back, and we still can. But it's going to require other people. The church in Oregon's gone. What's, what's going on? Where's, where's the Oregon church? There's one or two out there. Where's the Michigan church? My buddy Dave, he's one of our guitar players. He sends me pictures because he, he had to go up and help his family in Michigan for a couple months. So he sends me pictures of local churches. He does it just to tick me off. <laughs> it is. He does it to torment me day and night. <laughs> hey, Tom, look at this picture. You can go on their own cottage industry. There's a COVID cottage industry for churches. You can order your own signs. Remember, six feet apart. Show you pictures of... Hand washing, mask wearing. It's amazing that the church has allowed their country to go like this. Michigan's gone. Oregon's gone. California's gone. Cal California's next. I thought it was about 15 days. No, what it is is about perverted control freaks. Seriously. I'm talking almost to the level of a sexual sadomasochistic perversion to control people. Why on earth would you ever want to control people? Why? I have no interest in controlling people. I, I, bar I barely can get myself under control. Why would I want to control others? I have no interest in it at all. I, honestly, outside of heaven and hell, I don't care what you do. It's up to you. I guess you'd call me a conservative libertarian. I don't really care what people do. It's their business. If they're not hurting anybody else, I really don't care what they're doing. These people do. They love it. 
You're essential. You're non-essential. They get off on it. Seriously. You might be thinking, I'm going too, I'm not going too far. They love it. Wretched Witless loves it. Look, have you ever watched her? You couldn't look at a more clearly manifested demon. She loves it. Newsom loves it. Biden loves it. Kamala Harris loves it. They're a bunch of totalitarian perverts. And we will stand. You don't think I'd go up to Michigan and preach right now? I would. I'd drive right up there and I'd preach to a packed out house. I don't care. Just a mocker. God sets a table before me in the presence of his enemies. And you know what? I will. I would go right up there and do it. Not a people, I might lose my job. It's beyond that. These are perilous times and perilous men. 2 Timothy Timothy 3, 1 through 5. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, because parents never, because parents spared the rod, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, countries being sold to the CCP, in case you don't know, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form, here's the modern church now, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 5, here's the modern church, having a form of godliness but denying its power. You're presented with a virus with a 99.997% survival rate and you can't stand up to that. See, you have a form of godliness. You put Jesus on your name But that's just your form. There's no power. They actually deny the power. Think about it. You close your church, you're denying his power. No plague shall draw near thy dwelling. He took up your infirmities and carried your diseases. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. You're denying his power. That's who you are. Admit it. Come out and say it. This is the kind of pastor, maybe this is the Bible study that you need to have. And we're having a Bible study here at Lukewarm Central Church. And it's called having a form of godliness and we're going to deny all his power. We're going to study that for weeks on end. This is serious business. This is not community partnerships and food pantries and Beth Moore Bible studies or Andy Stanley Bible studies. I'm back on names. I don't care who you are. You're so perverted. That you, would, that you would actually actively campaign against the pro-life president? Do you know what's going on, Beth Moore? Do you know? I hope she sees it. Somebody send it to her. Do you know what's going on right now? I didn't get to it on the podcast. You'll see it on Thursday. Joe Biden right now and Kamala Harris. The FDA just got caught. The FDA that has not yet approved a COVID-19 vaccine. But the FBA just got caught peddling in fetal body parts. This is, again, this is not right-wing news. They were caught buying and selling and trading limbs, arms, livers, eyes. Facts. These are serious times. This is not a light and airy faith. This is not good time, boy time. 
We're beyond fall festivals and puckered up peace signs on your church websites and your stupid signs that you walk up and you got all your goober moronic zombies out there with their sign there. We believe miracles happen. You're loved better together. All of which closed for nine months. How do you believe in miracles? No, you are just a person who has a form of godliness, but you deny its power. You can make all the cardboard signs you want. You're a clown. All that and the music should just come out for you. That's all they should do at these churches. No, no more worship songs, just you're a clown. You have a form of godliness. You label yourself Christian. And I'm talking church of God, assembly of God. I'm not saying them all. I'm just saying nobody's immune. A lot of assembly of God churches have signed on to be art churches. Absolute truth. There's a church in Venice right now that just closed again until April 26th. If you are coming here and you usually go there, don't ever go back. Those are awfully bold statements. I don't care. Do, you, do I look like I care about what anybody thinks? I've told more people at this door, that is a garbage church. Speaking of all sorts of refugee camps around here from Foundation Church. They got the couple refugee outposts out down south, and this is one of them up north. Too cowardly to come here and hear the word of God because it's quick, it's powerful, it's sharp, it's discerning and dividing. You won't come here. You're afraid. So you go to the church that will sedate you, that will teach you to be complacent. Instead of coming, you need to go into a church, you got butterflies in your stomach. What is that maniac going to say from the pulpit today? That's what you should be going to. It should bother you. You should be right on the brink of mild offense. These are serious times, perilous times, perilous men, all of which we will face with a smile on our face. It's not time for fresh starts and new beginnings and truth avoidance for growth tracks. Say whatever we need, just get them on the growth track. I'm going to ask you this. How does God look at wickedness? We need to, these are, this is a serious faith. These are serious times. How does God look at wickedness? What, what, what's wickedness? I've never heard of that before. That's because you've never sat in a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. You can go your entire life here, be told that you're born again, and you're not. You never turn from your sin, you're not saved. Understand that. If you're living in sin, you're going to hell. It doesn't matter how many sinner's prayers you've said. I said living in sin, not struggling with it. I said living in it. You've conceded to it. You're not going to heaven. Got quiet now, didn't it? See, everybody's afraid to say things like that because people will leave. People leave this church all the time. So how does God look at wickedness? Is he ho-ho-hoing like Santa Claus up in heaven? Ho-ho-ho-ho, <laughs> that's cute. 
Is that what God does? You say, oh, he just loves you. Is that, what he, is, that, is, that, is that God's personality? Some of you are afraid to answer. I'm going to answer for you. No, it's not. In my home, disobedience is not ho 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 on. I don't go, that's smart mouth. <laughs> Dad loves you. Never. Never in a million years. That's why, and listen, you might think I'm bragging. I don't care. I'm not bragging. But that's why I have a 20 and 22-year-old who have never been in a relationship with the opposite sex. You're like, well, that's weird. No, it's not. You're weird. You're weird if you think that's weird. You, you want, what do you want me to do? Whore out my daughter when she's 14 years old to some 15-year-old cotton candy moron? That's what most people do. Oh, you know, she, they're in a chase relation. Oh, really? Your daughter who has zero interest in God is going to keep herself chaste? You really think that? It's not going to happen. I'm not whoring out my kids to this society. Amen. Well, whatever you want, just do whatever you want. No, in order to get out my door, you'd have to go through me. And up till two years ago, my son had no chance. And my daughter still has no chance. <laughs> and in order to get in, you'd have to get by an AR-14. AR-15. I got 14 in my head for some other reason today. <laughs> Period. Amen. Oh, he loves you. It's all part of the process. It's just a learning process, that wickedness that you're living in. It's not how God thinks, but that's how the modern church preaches. Oh, God is greater than my sin. He doesn't look at that. Really? Is that really true? Well, let's look. John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29 says this. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Serious business. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Whoops. I thought he was ho-ho-hoing and he loves you. It's all part of the process. The Lord actually differentiates. Are you aware? Do you know the Lord favors? His favoritism? Yeah. Who's saved in here? Shout amen. amen. You're favored. You're blessed and highly favored. You can put it this way. God loves you more. Because you've let him. Where do you get that from? Just the Bible. Never let the Bible get in the way of what you believe. <laughs> Proverbs 15, 29. The Lord is far from the wicked. Whoops. That's not ho-ho-hoing, or he loves you, or it's part of the process, as God is greater than my sin. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Now, wait a minute. Back in the day, when I was, you know, at the bar every night getting hammered and sleeping with everything that I could come into contact with, the Lord was with me. That's a lie. He was far from you. You may not like to hear it. That may not fit your definition of God, but understand it fits this definition of God. 
You may not like it. Things not sitting well with you does not make them not true. You may not like what I say, but what am I doing right now? Reading Bible verses. I'm not off track. I'm not, I'm not calling an AR-15 and AR-14. I'm, these are, that's my mistakes. These cannot be mistakes. Proverbs 10.3. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desires of the wicked. How does God look at wickedness? He separates himself from it. You may not like that. Oh, that's just not the love of God that I've been preached. You lo- those have been lies to keep you in the building. Yep. Amen. Proverbs 15, 8 and 9. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loves him that follows after righteousness. Nobody, nobody hears that preached anymore. Please see the distinction in those verses. God plays favorites. Now, the great thing about it is anybody can qualify to be most loved. It's not like worldly parents who have a noticeable favorite. You can qualify at any time to be his favorite. That's how great he is. God's so great that you would think he, he, that you are his favorite all the time. Seriously. Someday when you're sitting in Jesus' actual presence, you'll think that you are his favorite. Because you are. He can pull that off. Psalm 711, God judges the righteous, and God is angry at the wicked every day. Ho, 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 ho. I love abortion. No. He hates it. He hates homosexuality and abortion. He hates ungodly fornication. He hates cussing. Got a couple of yeps on that one. A lot of Christians feel liberated as they get... As they get on their walk with God, we have like a dead spot right here. There we go. Fixed it. I don't need, I don't need any tech help. I got it. Done. Give me some duct tape. Done. What was I talking about? Cussing. I wanted to bring that. I didn't want to figure awesome. Glad you remember. A lot of Christians, you know what they do as they go on in life? They want to grow. I spoke about this a couple. I don't think you guys got it. I think the first service did. When you have entered into Christ, you've entered into uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 28 and 29. Our Lord is a consuming fire. So Christians, once they get the seed of the word of God on the inside of them, they are saved. They have an inherent need to grow. And God tells them, your steps are ordered, right? Psalm 37, 23, your steps are ordered. But God says, well, here's your next step. And the Christian goes, no, thank you. So the Christian then decides to counterfeit their own growth. So what they do is hop into hyper grace and think they're growing. Well, I know when I first got saved, God told me to stop cussing. But now that I'm really saved, I'm getting very sanctified. God has ushered it back in. Really? He never changes. He never changes his mind. When he told you to drop the F-bombs 30 years ago, you're not more liberated by taking them back. You're deceived. 
And God will safely corral you and make you useless to the body of Christ. You can say all the F-bombs you want. You're, not, you're never growing by bringing back Egypt. Never. God is angry at the wicked every day, and judgment begins with us. This is the true God. A lot of Christians need to say out loud, I believe in God, but not the God of the Bible, which means you believe in an idol. 1 Peter 4, 17, for the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. Matthew 3, 11 and 12. John the Baptist speaking, he says, I indeed baptize you with water, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to carry. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Who is that that's going to thoroughly purge his floor? gather his wheat into the garner, and burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Who is it? Say it out loud. Who is it? That's Jesus. I thought Jesus spoke in a monotone voice. He played the ukulele and or the bongos, maybe at the same time. No. Jesus burns up people with unquenchable fire. Whoops. You might as well face it now because the word of God will come to fruition. Have you ever read Revelation 20, 11 through 15? The great white throne judgment is going to happen just because the art church doesn't talk about it. Pastor Skinny Jeans, Pastor Skip Verses. Just because he doesn't talk about it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of the things that were written in those books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which was in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You don't go to a church that preaches that. You're going to a church that preaches heresy. This is why Christians don't worship. You ever gone into some of these art churches? There's like a couple radical worshipers on the front row, and the rest of the church is dead. They have no reverence of the Lord. They never hear hardcore verses. That's just like having a gelding for a father who walks through the home, and you know, the mother is the one who does all the discipline. There's no reverence for the father then. You need to, that, the, your kids in your home need to have a holy fear of you, dad. Amen. If they don't, you're a gelding. Just go sign up for it. Seriously, go sign up for it. Just go be, be out in the pasture, floating free, and just acknowledge that's who you are. Or repent. 
And many pastors need to do the exact same thing. Most pastors in the United States should have resigned last week. They should have resigned last March. If you don't have enough courage to stay open, you're a coward. You're an absolute coward. You can, I love the people. It's always camouflage. Always camouflage. Aaron was talking. Gosh, dog, guys, what is up with this mic today? Usually it's so good. Maybe I just plant myself right here. And Aaron's been talking to this pastor. Well, he went back and forth on social media. He's re- Aaron has repented now. <laughs> but it's the guy that came out fervently against Jonathan Shuttlesworth, against Tony Spell, against Rodney Howard Brown. Because, you know, you got this, this is not our fight. This is not our time. When it's time to fight, it'll be our fight. You never fight. You never fight. You're a harem eunuch. You never fight. And he, he told Aaron, Aaron got all over him about you closed your church. And he goes, we just closed for a little while until I understood the severity of the virus. He was closed March, April, May, June, July, August, September, and October. And at that time, full all of October, they were social distanced and wearing masks and probably still are. That's a lie. He said he only badmouthed Rodney Howard Brown. That's a lie. They say one thing. They say that it's just, it's just like the woman who called here and said, well, I just don't agree with the tone of the church. I actually agree with the stance. And then she quarantined herself for months. No, no, no. That's just camouflage. You're a liar. You actually have no courage and you should say it out loud. That pastor that Aaron's talking to, his first name is Tony. He should just come out and say, you know what? I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I was too scared to lose my church. Because he had a bunch of people that he's been teaching non-biblical values to for years. Because they're an ark church. They're a church of God, but they're actually an ark church. He kipes his messages off the internet. He never preaches anything. So they did what they were taught to do. Capitulate to the world. Conform to the pattern of the world. They never, they, do you think they ever read Revelation 20, 11 through 15 there? you think they ever read Matthew 11 and 12? No, because it'll cause people to leave. He should resign. He has two choices, resign or repent. Uh, Tom, this does not sit well with me. And a lot of people, that, I put that in quotes in my notes here. A lot of people are governed by that statement. Uh, this, this does not sit well with me. And that's how you determine what's right or wrong. That's how you determine your theology is how it sits with you. So you're Yahweh? Even if what I'm telling you today destroys you, if it's a Bible verse, you are meant to be destroyed. Not what I say. What the Bible says. The most accurate way to depict people who say that does not sit well with me and they govern their theology through that is this way. This is what they should be saying. That's, not, that's just not how I see Jesus. That's not my righteousness. Or you just go full Democrat. Just be a Democrat. That's not my truth. There is no your truth, my truth, old school, new school, nothing. Yeah, the Bible. The Bible's old school for you, you're deceived. It's as simple as that. If it bothers you 
that God opened up the earth and swallowed a bunch of Jewish people, you're deceived. I just trust, I know that he's right. Jesus, in John chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, Jesus is the judge. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. So Jesus will be overseeing death and hell delivering up their bodies. And the sea delivering up their bodies. And death and hell being cast into the lake of fire. As well as every single person not found written in the Lamb's book of life. Or those who had their name in it. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 5 had their name blotted out. Sorry Calvinists. Read the Bible instead of John Calvin or Charles Stanley. Read the Bible. You'll know, listen, if I can understand it, you can understand it. If you're like, well, that just isn't my version of Jesus, so that's my righteousness. It's not my righteousness. And, I'm, and you're speaking to Bible verses? Understand this. Your light is darkness. What you consider to be light is darkness, and what you consider to be darkness is light. Where do you get that from? Matthew chapter 6, verse 23. But if your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. If, therefore, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? How do you explain that verse? It's what I just said. What you think is darkness is light, and what you think is light is darkness. People think hardcore verses about heaven, hell, and judgment are darkness. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Everybody only quotes the second part of that verse, Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, because that fits the Christian religious narrative. Doesn't start off that way. It says, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, a lot of the verses that I just said would seem evil in 99.9% of churches today. The way that I always put it is, Christ would not seem Christ-like to them. My old worship leader, Tom, you told people today that Jesus whipped people. Yeah, numb nuts. Can you read John chapter 2? What, what are you arguing with me for? Take it up with Jesus. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit's right here. Take it up with him. You don't like it? Take it up with him. See, this is why the church closed. They're, they're, not, they're not battle ready. It's why people don't worship. They don't understand the awesomeness of God, the judgment of God, the presence of God. They don't get it. You should be awestruck and full of fear, holy fear, all the way to awesome fear, all the way to awful fear. You should be afraid to live in sin. The fear of, oh, you can't say that. Why? Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oftentimes in my walk with God, the only thing that kept me from from sinning was being afraid to go to hell. No problem with that. I told my kids that all the time. With their, you know, every kid goes through their various struggles with sin. I told my kids, I don't care how old they were. You're like, you'd be stunned. I violated Dr. James Dobson's books or whatever. I don't care. Don't care. 
They lied to me. I would tell them. I'm trying to spare. They get mad at me for telling stories, but I'm going to tell one. <laughs> Seriously, they do. They get mad at me. She's standing right here, so she's really going to be mad at me. The one who sang this morning, Waymaker, that's my daughter. But this was her when she was potty training. <laughs> she would go and hide and poop her pants. <laughs> and I called out to her one day because I could tell that she was sneaking off. I said, Norma, what are you doing? Nothing. And she was behind a door, hiding behind a door, pooping her pants. She lied to me. So I spanked her rear end, and I told her, she's gonna, if you keep lying, you're going to die and go straight to hell. She's two and a half. I don't care. You think that's wrong. The Bible applies to all ages. That's too heavy. Who told, who told you that? Again, I've got a godly daughter who's never been in a horrible relationship with some idiot. How about you? You are afraid to say it. You are afraid. I'm not afraid. You lie. Have you, have you read? I probably quoted her. Revelation 21.8. All liars will go to heaven, go to hell. And you know what the thing is? It's not, it's not any sort of, oh, I think I'm above anybody. I've, been, I've lied a million times. I've just turned from it. I want her to turn from it. And she did. If I spare the rod, I hate her. How do you think it's loving? Oh, I, you know, we're not really spankers in this. You're unbiblical. You're an unbiblical parent. Your kids smart mouths off to you and pluck them in the face. You're unbiblical. That's what my mother used to do. Pluck me right in the lips. Right in my lips. That pins your lip against your teeth. It freaking hurts. She used to warn you. You want a bip? That's what she called it, bipping. You want a bip? You want a bip? No. Then stop smart mouthing. And my dad, there was no bip. This may crush some of you. My dad would not hesitate to smack you right across the face. And he was, he was my size. He's a big man. Boom! And he didn't get any warning either. He said, no, it's coming, it's coming. No. He sprung out of his seat. <laughs> I remember one time, I tried to covertly flip my mother the bird. I wasn't always saved. <laughs> no, I was not saved until I was 18. So I go. My mom was telling me to do something horrendous like mow the yard or take out the trash. So I walked away and I hid it behind my hand. <laughs> and I'm so stupid, and my father's sitting right there. I never saw him get up, I just saw him right here. And the smacking began to the face. I just curled up on the ground. Oh, child abuse. Take your child abuse, shove it up your rear end. I know there's lines. I've arrested people for it. Have you? It got quiet there, didn't it? 
I put lots of people in jail for child abuse. Have you? There you go. I know where the line is. That's not it. You flip the bird to your mom, you get a smack across your face. That's just fine. Absolutely fine. Same thing happened to me when I talked back to his mother. I never saw him jump out of his seat then either. He's like, I mean, normally he's pretty slow, 220-pound man. Not in those moments. Like a leopard leaping out of a palm tree. (laughs) What happened? Same thing. (laughs) And he'd come to you later with tears coming down his eyes. Because he's like, that's, you know, but he did the right thing. That's why I didn't end up in the back seat of a police car. I ended up in the front seat of the police car. (laughs) Woke to those, Isaiah 5, 20 and 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. You don't decide what's right or wrong because it sits right or wrong with you. If it's the Bible, it's right. If it wretches your soul, it's still right. If it bothers you all day long today, it's still right. We have to talk about these things. And then these closing I don't know how many minutes. I'm watching the clock. We won't go any longer than normal. We have to talk about serious things because these are perilous times and perilous, perilous men. People call it hard things or difficult truths or none of those things. It's just true is true. Period. The truth is the truth. And we have to talk about these things. We have to. Heaven, hell. How, how much that much is demanded of you? How God sees evil? The promises of God? A lot of Christians would rather talk about heaven and hell than the promises of God. If we don't talk about these things, we're living on a baby bottle. We're not training ourselves to distinguish good from evil. You can pull those verses up when you get home. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, that was the first service. We don't have any discernment. What is the mindset that you and I are supposed to have? What's the mindset that you and I are supposed to have? Matthew 25, 13 and 14. Watch therefore, for you, neither, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. 2 Peter 3, 2, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Do you have that mindset? That's why the church closed. They don't even know it. They don't even know when you have the Pentagon, the Pentagon making a digital injectable implant that traces COVID-19. They think they don't even recognize it because they've never looked at Christianity in a serious light. You'll care. There might be young people in this room and you dismiss Christianity because you don't like the hypocrisy of your parents. That will not save you on judgment day. Hey, by the way, Lord, I'm exempt because my parents were hypocrites. The disciples asked Jesus about the return of the Lord. They asked him, Matthew 24, 3. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? 
And when and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Matthew 24, 10 through 13, Jesus describes it. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. How does that work with Calvinism? How do you, how do you, how do you walk out of a Baptist church believing in eternal security? This is not the only verse that says this. How do you do it? I don't know. Because when the word of God says it, that's my theology. The only theology that's not mine out of the Bible is that which I do not know, which is why you're supposed to study to show yourself approved. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Just like the pastor in Largo, Florida, who closed his church for nine months. That's a false prophet. I've said this, I've said it earlier in this service, I said it before in the first service. I told people all year long, boldly, do not go back to your garbage churches. It doesn't matter how sweet the people are. That's not the Bible. It doesn't matter that that's your heritage. That's where grandmommy went and granddaddy went and mommy and daddy. None of that matters. Don't go to a church that injects you with complacency. That makes you vulnerable to the end times falling away, which is what we're going to talk about here. Because of the increase of wickedness, Matthew 24, 12, the love of most, that means the love of most Christians will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means. All the Christians right now. Oh, it doesn't mean anything that the Pentagon is creating an injectable digital microchip to trace COVID-19. That is not right-wing news. That's mainstream news. The Pentagon admits to it. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. You aren't even allowed to preach that in the Baptist church. It violates their doctrine. The doctrine should be the Bible. So nobody in the Baptist, while the Baptist church closed for COVID, name, name the ones that stayed open. Come on, name them. You can't. They have no idea what the Bible says. And I'm not just picking on the Baptists, because most Assembly of God, churches of God, and Pentecostal churches are no different. They all close too. Because most of them won't preach this either, because it'll cost them tithes. It'll cost them attenders. You have to preach the Bible. Who will deceive most Christians? The devil. No. The devil doesn't even need to mess with most Christians. The devil only has a finite amount of demons to assign. He's going to assign them to you? I mean, ask yourself. Maybe, this, maybe you would. Maybe you qualify. You win in souls, raising the dead, giving sight to the blind. How much do I qualify? I'm open to judgment. You? All the Christians, all the demons are all over me. The devil, the devil doesn't even know who you are. doesn't even know your name. There's no idea. Unless you're winning the lost and, and, and operating in power and making it, you are a threat to the prince of the power of the air. How are you a threat if you're going to Bethmore Bible study studying on victimhood? How are you a threat at all? 
Who will deceive most Christians? Other Christians. They will say, there's nothing to these vaccine passports. Remember, you had to get your kids vaccinated to go to school. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay, I've been on this earth for 52 years. I've never seen a vaccine passport, a green pass, an Excelsior pass. I've never seen 13 months of a shutdown economy and 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 the leaders still itching for more. They'll tell you, the Christians will tell you, as they have, it's all about your health. You you honestly think that the mark of the beast is going to come with a demon at your door? Hey, how's it going, Joe Blow Christian? (laughs) Devil here. You want the mark? So you go straight to hell for all of eternity? It's going to be camouflaged, folks. It's going to be counterfeit. How does counterfeit work? You ever seen a counterfeit bill? I mean, a good one? Ever? They're good. They look real. That's why they get passed. They come to you with counterfeit. That's about your health. We're here to save lives. Notice how, though, that the virus that they inject into the culture only kills the elderly and the obese. Let's keep them safe. Billy Gates doesn't want to die of his own virus that he created, and neither does Anthony Fauci. And if you think they didn't create them, you're deceived. You can get into debates about how it got out and what the motives are or anything else. You can get into that, but there's absolutely no doubt. It's a man-made virus from the Wuhan Institute of Virology funded by illegal funds from Anthony Fauci, $3.7 million sent through Anthony Fauci to Peter Dosak, look it up, to the Wuhan Institute of Virology for gain-of-function research. Gain-of-function research is what? Pulling out corona bat viruses, making them transmissible to humans so that you can create vaccines. Some people will consider that altruistic. Some people consider it demonic. You decide. But the thing is, that is what happened. That, that, fun, that sort of science, that activity was actually made illegal by Barack Hussein Obama in 2014, and Fauci did it anyway. That's all you got to do is launder it. Who was in charge? Who was in charge of the expedition that was sent by the World Health Organization and Joe Biden to go check out the situation in Wuhan two months ago? Who was in charge of that? Peter Dasek, who Anthony Fauci sent all the money to to send to the Wuhan Institute of Virus. This is not, they don't even deny it. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because nobody preaches the Bible, nobody has the fear of the Lord, nobody has an understanding of the great end times falling away, everybody closes their churches and embraces green passes, opening up their churches to be vaccination centers. Think about it. How deceived do you need to be to usher in as a church the mark of the beast? There will be a great falling away. It must be discussed. How can a church or a person be prepared if you never talk about it? How then can they call on the one they have not heard? How can they believe in the one of whom they've never heard? Romans 10, 14. It's actually how how then can they call on the one 
they have not believed in. And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? A lot of times, Pastor Rodney tries to keep me grounded. Bro, 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 listen. That's how, when he wants to get you to put, bro, bro, listen. Listen, I want to talk you, talk you off of this a little bit. He goes, they don't know. I want you to have, he told me on the phone, they don't know. I want you to have, <laughs> it makes me laugh a little bit. <laughs> I want you to have compassion on them. And I'm like, I'll try. <laughs> That's As he is talking to me about major Christian leaders, all of which have closed, except for him. They come up to him. They don't know. Nobody around them knows. They're, they're, the circle around some of these major, every single person in this room knows who they are. Their circle keeps them insulated. Nobody tells them the truth. And they still think they're being compassionate by wearing masks, closing their churches, and social distancing. They do. I can be as mad as I want, but they're blind. They've sat so long not preaching the Bible. They get very excited about cultural Christianity that's immersed and actually meshed together with American culture. Come out from among them and be separate. They try to win the loss by becoming like them. You ever heard anybody preach about the end times falling away? Have you? I mean, ask yourself that, have you? I got saved in 1987. I did. I went to a church in Orlando, Pastor Carl Stevens. He would preach about it. That's how I'm like, hey, oh, wow, look at that. That's the Bible. This is why all the churches closed. That's why most Christians prayed for a vaccine. That's why most Christians will knock out of the way unsaved people to get it. The vaccine that I believe will usher in or grease the skids for the mark of the beast. Vaccine passports, green passes, Excelsior passes. If it's not this one, it'll be the next one. If it's not COVID, it'll be the Great Reset. The great re- all the people of the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, John Kerry, many others, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the CCP, Xi Jinping. What they're going to do next, did everybody see the Project Veritas stuff that came out with CNN? Did you see it? What did, what did the guy from CNN say? When we're done with COVID, what are we going to next? Climate change. Because fear sells. That's the whole purpose of the Great Reset. In my opinion, the way that COVID works was, let me see how many people we can get that are dumb enough to strap on as many masks, social distance, and lockdown. Let's see, because what we'll do next is, you know what? There's a high amount of carbon in the air today. Lockdown again. How would you ever determine it? Who would ever know? I don't, have, I don't really have a carbon meter at the house. Do you? They'll just tell you to lock down for it. And they're finding out how easy it is to get people to do it. And again, how deceived do you have to be to pray in the mark of the beast? I saw a huge name pastor. We are praying for a vaccine in Jesus' name. And people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
Proverbs 29, 18, Hosea 4, 6. Let's talk about it in closing. We're going to go about 12 more minutes total until you're walking out of the building. Everybody go with that? That includes the ending. But I want to finish with this. Will there be a great falling away? 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Told you it's not only one verse, right? Some shall depart from the faith. At that time, remember what Jesus said, Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. At that time, many will depart from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, then in the latter times some shall depart from the faith and will betray and hate each other. It doesn't say betray and hate each other. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. It doesn't matter whether the Calvinists or the Catholics or anybody else believes it. This is what's going to happen. And it needs to be discussed. Christians will fall away because they don't even know what to look for. Jesus told them to watch. Remember Matthew 25, 13 and 14? Actually just 13. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. You have to have an attitude of readiness. The church has been exposed that it was never ready. You have to be ready. Why? Because wanton Christians and the enemy are after souls. Corrupt pastors are after souls. They're just as hungry as the devil for souls. And I'm talking about ones whose website looks just like ours, who who sings Waymaker. Corrupt pastors wanting souls just like the devils around them. Well, look, at our, look how many fresh starts and new beginnings we had on Easter Sunday. Yeah, but how many conversions? How many people turned from their sin? How many times, Pastor, have you talked about the end times falling away? You have to be ready. Why? Luke chapter 17, 23 and 24. And they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. Well, how would you know if nobody ever told you to not go after certain people? For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. 2 Peter 3.17. Since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position. Colossians 2.8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. How does one fall away? Matthew 24.24, for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You have to have that mentality. Tons, the love of how many grow cold. So the great falling away includes who? Most Nobody tell you that but me and the Bible. People think they're secure. They're not secure. 
People believe they got saved when they were four years old at a VBS and they're secure for life and they're living with a man in homosexuality. Because of Andy Stanley, because of his father, because of people like Beth Moore, who choose to have somebody like Joe Biden who's peddling through the FDA human body parts from babies. They'd rather have that than somebody who sends out a mean tweet. Because for Christianity, niceness is their idol. Instead of the word of God, being who they are, because Jesus is the word, niceness is their golden idol. How do you fall? Close them with this. Five minutes to go. Well, seven minutes to go. How do you fall away? I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this out there for you. You know how long we have to go, seven minutes until you're walking out those white doors, so you might as well pay attention. How, do you, how, how is it that a Christian can fall away? Because there will be a great falling away. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not happen, the return of the Lord, unless the falling away comes first. So how, do, how can one fall away? How does it, there's only two ways. We can cover that, right, in seven minutes. We can cover that. There's only two ways. Number one, the mark of the beast. Take the mark, you're done. Keep that in mind. Maybe in your lifetime, it may come as an option to you. I hope not. No one knows about the day or hour. Matthew 24, 36. I don't know how many years are left. I don't know. That's why you don't hear me say it. It's going to happen any time now. There's many things in the book of Revelation that haven't happened yet. Until hailstones fall, from the sky that are the size of a millstone, Jesus ain't coming back. And you can believe all the other things you want. I believe the Bible. If you fall away, if you take the mark of the beast, you're done. Revelation chapter 14, 9 through 11. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. That's the Bible. You follow that, Jesus? That's the Jesus I follow. I'm aware. I am aware of his vengeance. Because it belongs to him. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For as written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. I'm not bothered by it. That's unchristlike to many. He's God. He's allowed to take vengeance. You and I are not. Last one, we're done for the night. I was going to say night, day. How do you fall away. How do you lose your salvation? I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not a Calvinist. I'm not trying to appease Calvinists. Just preach the Bible. I'm not trying to hurt them either. Just preaching the Bible. How is it that you fall away? Take the mark of the beast, which hopefully you won't have to face. The other way is, and the most common, is to fall into lifestyle sin. Where do you get that from, Tom? Just the Bible. We're closing with this. If they have escaped the, cor the corruption of this world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. How many times do I have to tell you? It's not just one verse. 
Do you see how deceived Calvinists are? You have to jump over a verse every minute to believe that you can never lose your salvation. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it, and then to turn their back on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Any question? Hebrews chapter 10, 26 and 27. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Galatians chapter 5, verse 4, you have become estranged from Christ. You attempt to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 through 6, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away to renew them to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. That's what you call the unpardonable sin. Normally I'd call the worship leaders up, but I feel the hesitancy of the Holy Spirit to tell you something. A lot of Christians are scared to death of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 6. I've been saved for 1987. How many years is that? 30, 40, 30, whatever. How many years is it? See, 30 would be 17, right? So like 33 years, something like that. 30-something years, whatever it is. 34 years. Whatever. So I probably for my first 20 years, I avoided that verse. Scared of it. And scared of the unpardonable sin. What is the unpardonable sin? I just said it to you right there. There's people in this room who need to hear this. A lot of people think unpardonable sin is one statement one time. It is not. If you, if you are living in the unpardonable sin, you'll, you'll love it. Until you face it at judgment day, because you won't even know it. If you're scared right now, you're thinking, man, can't be renewed to repentance. Have you repented? I point here. If that offends you, I don't know what to tell you. Have you repented? If you've repented, that this doesn't apply to you. Do you see it? So those that are playing with God... And you, maybe your mom and your dad, they think you're saved. Or Christians around you, people who aren't living with their mom and dad anymore, they think you're saved. And you keep living in sin day after day after day after day, living a fraudulent life. You're hardening your heart, and someday you will not care anymore. The conviction of the Holy Spirit will be gone. And you'll love it. You won't even know it anymore. Worship team, make your way. You won't even know it. I see it all the time. I actually put out a Facebook post a couple years ago. And I said, do people realize that they're falling away? Do you realize it? And understand something. It's very clear. Falling away doesn't mean that you're not praying, but not praying will help you to fall away. Falling away does not mean that you're not attending church. But not attending church will help you to fall away. 
You see it? Being lukewarm doesn't mean you're not praying and you're not a fervent worshiper. Lukewarm means that you've mixed in sin. Sin with your walk with God. Sin is different. Sin is not just failing. We inside the body of Christ, we actually equate sin with things that are not all the time. We call things sin that are not sin. And we call things not sin that are. If you make it indistinguishable, again, people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Sin is sin. Stupidity is not sin. I hate depression and all mental illness garbage. You will not survive this church if you embrace manic depression. You won't. If you embrace it, that's just who I am and that's my design. No, that's a lie. God has given you power, love, and a sound mind. So you won't. I hate all of it, but you know what? You can be a, you can be, have a manic disorder and go to heaven. You can be depressed and go to heaven. It's not sin. You can be a moody cuss and go to heaven. Because it's not sin to be a jerk. Sin is sin. Lying's a sin. Lusting's a sin. Drunkenness is a sin. Homosexuality's a sin. Those things, there's lists everywhere in the Bible. Do you want to know where? Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 9. They're everywhere that those who live like this. It doesn't say those who are stupid. Thank God, because I'd go burn in hell for all of eternity. (laughs) The list of stupid things that I've done in my life. I would be burning in hell with worm ridden all over me. But sin will cost you. And I'm even going to be nicer to you. See how sweet I am? I'm not talking about if you're struggling with sin. You sin, you get it right. You sin, you get it right. Because you've been renewed to repentance. I'm talking about those of you who have conceded to sin. Where you've said, you know what? She's just too stinking hot. I told you, what's the number one thing that steals people out of this church is offense and relationships. They don't want to come and talk to Pastor Tom about how they're sleeping with their girlfriend. Yeah, good move. You will not like what I tell you. Those are the things that will cost people. Vacillation, what will happen if you're vacillating, you're in and out of sin. God will take you. And you want to talk about quarantining? He'll quarantine you so he keeps you away from ministering. That's what he'll do. You fall away, quarantine you for eternity in the lake of fire. You don't like it? Take it up with the Bible. And listen, if you want to come debate me, be ready now. Because I've got them all memorized. You better know your stuff. I don't come and preach things that I don't know. There will be a great falling away. And you need to be aware of it so you're not one of them. Because the love of most will go cold. And they'll grow cold. It's like Ronald Reagan said, tyranny will come to this country. How? Through liberalism, through the Democratic Party. The great falling away will come through your health. We just want to track you. We want to put that plant, that implant from the Pentagon, national news, through the Pentagon so we can monitor you. That's all. It's all for your health.
That's all we want to do. And here, you know, the implants, funny how it just worked out this way. This is what all the COVID Christians will tell you. Funny how it worked out, that daggum implant, it's on your forehead or on your right hand. Funny, that's not, don't worry about it though. It's just coincidence, coinkininky. Don't worry about it. That's what they'll tell you. I could bring you right now to the 30% of the Christians that left this church. And that's exactly what they'd say. It's exactly what they say. It's not a problem. We've seen it before. You haven't seen nothing before. Finishing right here. How do you win? I'm just going to tell you this. How do you win? You will never go down if you do the four E's. Prayer, Bible study, worship, and fellowship. The four essentials. You will not go down. But fellowship doesn't mean going back to your good time, church. Fellowship means iron, sharpening, iron. Proverbs 27, 17. Here's the last thing, Jude 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You pray in the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues. He will keep you safe through discernment. You'll know. Amen? God has called you to win. He is the glory and he is the lifter of your head. Amen. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.